0: Drinking at
1: 3.15 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you can hear my dog munching in the background, he's clearly starving, so apologies. Aww. Um Hello, Rogan. So we're about to start part two of Ted Bundy. Yes. And yes. real quick, I just got to say this. Yes. I thought of a new drinking word.
0: <laughs> okay. What?
1: But I'll be honest... I already forgot what it was. So while you're telling. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, it was going to be appeal. And then I was like, no. Um... Oh, murderer. That's it. All right. Murder or murder. Murder, murderer. Got Murdering. Murder dirt. Okay. <laughs> okay. I already emptied the rest work. of this into this. Oh,
0: that's fun. Um, so yeah. All right. You're ready to go. <laughs> I'm I'm ready. You are ready. Any news? Um, that we have to... No, I don't have any news. Do you have any news? Are you still traveling today? You know, that's a great question.
1: Um okay. I don't know if we're nope. I mean, we're traveling either tonight or tomorrow. We're supposed to possibly be participating in a turkey trot. It would be my first, but that's at 830 in the morning. So we'll see. I don't know. Um, I don't know what's happening.
0: You know, that doesn't really sound fun, but um, (laughs) that sounds like exercise on a holiday. Yeah. On a holiday when you're supposed to be eating all day long.
1: What are you thankful for?
0: Um, you. Aww. (laughs) Our podcast. (laughs) That's about it. And, uh, nothing else. (laughs) Nothing else. No, Nothing. Uh, Ah, nothing really comes to mind.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, we do. Okay, this is stupid. I literally don't know why my brain went here. Maybe it's the wine at one o'clock, but we got matching handbags. We're basically morphing into each other. (laughs) We are. So... Alexa bought her Tesla and I think we both knew that like, Hey, we're in the market for Tesla's, but we got the, actually,
0: I actually, I did not know that you were even interested. Oh really? Until after I ordered mine and you were like, Oh my God, I've been thinking about ordering a Tesla. Yes. And then remember we had that conversation. I remember I was in Fayetteville and I was telling you, like, what to do and what not to do. Yeah. Remember? I was like, make sure you do this or don't do this or look into that and that, and you're like... Oh my God, I had no idea. Because <laughs> I don't like, know yeah. anything. <laughs> well, I, just... <laughs> I researched for a hundred hours. so
1: Yes. So we both have matching matching Teslas, except we do. I have white interior, you have black. And then yes. Alexa recently um, is renovating her home yes. and was like, damn, your green couch is fine as fuck. Uh so fine. you almost it got the exact fine. green couch
0: almost in didn't want the exact one but <laughs> please please it's a great couch
1: but it is great
0: i um, love the color but
1: you oh. got like a lighter green and then We ended up with the same handbags, too, an MCM leather embossed, or not embossed, but leather, like, printed. um, Yes. I don't know what you call that, where it's, like, pressed. Yeah, like the emblem. Yeah. Like, their emblem is all over it. Yeah. So, except hers is red and mine is black, like,
0: my soul. Yes. And hers is red like her internal organs. Red like blood. (laughs) Yeah. At least if I'm bleeding, I can like use it and wipe it up and you won't even see. If there's a body and you're like, hmm, bag. Hmm. Right there. (laughs)
1: Conceal. Conceal the evidence. All right. Well, now that you've uh,
0: publicly stated that, (laughs) let's get into Bundy part two. Yes. Ah! Bundy part two. So before we get started, again, just our disclaimer so we don't get sued. Um our videos you know what my <laughs> let me just say this. My favorite
1: are the part tours because we're already drunk. yes,
0: <laughs> we're already drunk. It's fun. it is it's so fun. fun, okay,
1: part two uh, yeah. here we go, disclaimer.
0: <laughs> our videos and podcasts are for entertainment purposes. All information discussed was found on the internet or a book. uh, keep in mind, we will talk all things sinister. That may not be suitable for all audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Oh shit! We didn't do our
1: something spiked again. Do we need to do that?
0: Yeah, I mean we're sipping on the same thing that we were last time. Uh, I have uh, yeah, I have an espresso um, drink, basically a spiked espresso or spiked coffee with tequila in it. And uh, so Cadence is drinking. Wine from South Africa with hints oh. of
1: strawberries, mint, and orange.
0: Orange, all right, and in our merch cup. Whoa, okay, anyways, continue. I know, I know. Okay, so we had talked all the way up through January 12th, 1975, on part one. We ended with Karen Campbell. Um, her and her fiance were on that ski trip in Aspen, Colorado, where Bundy unfortunately murdered her. Yeah. Drank. Oh, shit. See, this is a good one. I should have thought of this first. Yep. Uh, fast forward to August of that year, so 1975. Um, he's in Salt Lake City, and a Salt Lake City police officer pulled Bundy over. Because he had a tan Volkswagen bug. Um, Carol Durant had described that bug to the police, you know, whenever he tried to uh, kidnap her from the mall in Salt Lake City. When the officer stopped him, he saw uh, he was just kind of like looking in Bundy's car, you know, walking up to it. And he saw what looked like a full on kidnapping kit nice. there was a, a mask there was an ice pick there were handcuffs there were you know different types of ligatures so uh Ted was arrested at this time and he was charged with kidnapping of Carol Durant hmm. quick so, story <laughs> already yeah
1: um I had a. am gr- a big fan big fan Facebook marketplace on online garage sales I've made a shit ton of money like I'm surprised Mm. I don't have to claim it on my taxes (laughs) so um but back home where my nana lives they have like a a seasonal uh garage sale and so I went back and I was like I'm gonna make so much money I didn't but this kid and his mom and I say kid Mm. because he's probably high school level shows up and He is looking for something like he is like scouting. She's just kind of like, I don't even know why I have this item. I don't know why, but I had a black ski mask, like a knitted skiing. No, I've never been skiing skiing? in my life. I'm pretty sure it's like families passed down through like all of like our sweater boxes and whatnot right but I had it and I threw it into the pile and he I'm not kidding dug to the bottom of like this like accessories tub that I had got it caved straight to me and like he was done looking and I hate to profile but this is like your typical emo kid yeah and I'm like I'm pretty sure I just like you mean you like Four years ago. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no kidding. <laughs> that was me. I wore that ski mask four years ago. No joke. <laughs>
0: oh, shit. But <laughs> <it's great. laughs>
1: I'm like, I just sold a mask to the next school shooter. Like, that's what I felt like. And I was like, damn, wow. But that was yeah. me judging. Shouldn't judge. Nothing's happened. But, anyways, you don't, know. there's no reason. There is zero reason to own. A black ski mask. Zero, no. zero. Zero. Anyways,
0: continue. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> anymore, like if you are going to go skiing, you have a mask that like comes up to like above your nose. And, and goggles. You wear it around your right? neck. Yeah. You wear it around your neck and you pull it up and then you have goggles. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's no reason for a black ski mask unless you are up to no good. Correct. Point blank. Moral of, story. of the story. Right um so he's in jail right uh completely finally. stating yep finally in jail for the first time uh stating you know his innocence said that you know he didn't do this to carol deranche, they have the wrong guy and you know this is all over the news um it wasn't internationally known but it was all over the news and so women who were watching started growing this obsession with him. And they were like, there's no way he's hot, great looking guy. There's no way that, you know, he could do any of this. So, well, on the flip side,
1: and maybe I'm, maybe I'm mistaking this with a different case, but didn't women who were scared of him also start wearing like blonde wigs in public? Cause he had like an MO of like the brunettes with the long parted hair, right?
0: Right. Pretty Women sure I saw wearing, that in, like, a
1: documentary.
0: Yep. They were wearing blonde wigs or dyeing their hair yeah. different colors. Yeah. But that is more so here in a little bit okay. whenever we jump to Florida. Got it. So we are still in Utah at this time. Yeah. Um, he ended up being uh, extradited to Glenwood Springs, Colorado in 1976. Um, He actually was convicted of that kidnapping of Carol Durant, by the way. Um, And, again, extradited to Glenwood Springs, Colorado, to be tried for the murder of Karen Campbell, who he killed in Aspen, Colorado. That was the skier, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. She was with her fiancé. Whenever he got to Glenwood Springs, he decided that he you know, didn't like attorneys and he wanted to be his own attorney. And so he asked to represent himself and they granted it, you know, they can't deny. And uh, basically he was given attorney access to, you know, the law library um, near the jail. You know, he had all of these different privileges and it said that he was literally only in his cell to sleep every all other days. He was at the library or out of his cell.
1: Yeah. Which, okay, here's the thing. But again, I feel like this is a common narcissistic serial killer trait is that a lot of oh, them sure. want to represent themselves because oh, of their narcissism. Oh, I've got this. I can yep. trick anyone. But what's scary right. about Ted Bundy is he knew the law. He, knew he knows law. psychology. Like he's actually he knowledge. knowledgeable in this in this situation so that's terrifying for
0: yeah yeah absolutely you know so in june 1977 about half a year later he was sent to the law library prior to his pre-trial hearing you know with karen campbell um or for karen campbell obviously for what he did to her um and he jumped out of the library window and escaped Oh my gosh, wasn't that in the Zach Efron movie or was that a different yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say it
1: was. I didn't know that fact until I yeah. watched the Zach Efron movie and I was like, Oh, did no you really fucking do that? That's insane. Oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah. How so did you let
1: a serial killer jump out of a window and escape?
0: Yep. Well he was in a library and there was a window and he took the opportunity and you know, he asked for his space whenever he's doing his research, you know, to defend himself, and they let him in the library by himself in that room and he just jumped out. Stupid. Saw that opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. Crazy. I know. So eight days later he was captured. Um, but then he ended up escaping six months later on December 30th, 1977, from His actual jail cell. So he was at this time minimally eating, like only eating what he could to like stay alive and to have some energy. Um, He was working out a lot uh, and he wanted to get as slender as he possibly could. So he could fit in the above the jail cell um, so he could fit through uh, the crawl space area to be able to escape because this gel in Glenwood Springs was a tiny jail. I think it said there were like 10 cells in it Whoa. and a, yeah, tiny and above uh, his jail cell, the police chief or the sheriff lived right up above it in the apartment. So he would listen at all periods of night to like, see when the sheriff would be gone. Well, the police chief or sheriff, whatever he was at that time, him and his wife were going to an event because it's December 30th, New Year's Mm -hmm. Eve, almost New Year's Eve, right? They're going to an event and he hears them like leaving. He waits until, you know, everyone else is asleep in the jail cell and um, not in his, but around, right? And that's whenever he escaped. He jumped up above his bed. You know, moved the uh, used a hacksaw to like cut through the the ceiling, and then of course like ended up breaking into the uh, police chief's apartment, stealing some clothes and shoes of his, right? And just walking out the just front door, looking like
1: a normal guy, walking yep, out on walking. New Year's Eve, New Year, New Me.
0: Yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> new Year new Bundy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, he walks out the front door, you know, out the place of the freaking police chief's house and stole a car. He ends up driving um, a little past, I think it said he drove to like uh, where was it? Like 10 miles outside of Glenwood Springs or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the car that he stole ends up breaking down. So he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to walk. He's walking across Interstate 70 where somebody, you know, he was hitchhiking. Uh, Someone picked him up and gave him a ride to Vail, Colorado, which was about 60 miles um, to the east of there Uh, from Vail, Colorado. He then caught a bus to Denver, Colorado, uh, where he then boarded a flight the morning of New Year's Eve to Chicago. So,
1: how does he board a flight when he is an incarcerated back then,
0: criminal? Nothing. So back then, flags think about the technology. System. Think about the technology wasn't there. Everything was done on paper. Like, if you went but they to don't buy have, like, an airplane there was ticket, was no
1: sort of criminal database at airports at
0: all. No, Crazy. there's no criminal database at airports today. They only get Wait. flagged by the government. Yes. If you were to go and rob a bank today, and if they didn't know who you were specifically, okay, they just said, we know it's Cadence Miller. And this is a, you know, a possible, um, this is possibly what she looks like. She's blonde, you know, five foot four, whatever. There are so many blondes. Out there, 115 you know, that fit pounds. Your description. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Luscious laughs. But,
0: but there are so many blonde women that fit your description by the time you get to the airport mm-hmm. i mean there's no like federal database to be able to say this woman kaden smiller is not able to board this flight i'm just surprised that when you get booked let's say for something in jail they don't do something yeah. like
1: cuz you know how you can scan your license and all of that where like right but i guess when you get to the airport excuse me when you get to the airport you don't scan your license so never mind no. i'm an idiot Yeah. They're
0: just looking at your license or your passport. And in these times, you didn't even have to have a license. You would just say, they would say, okay, what's your name? Where do you need to go? I'm Ted Bundy. I need to go to Chicago. All right, Ted Bundy, we're going to get you a flight to Chicago. Yeah, crazy. And at this time, I mean, Ted would make up names. He would say, you know, his name was, you know, Harold Carlo or, you know, whatever. (laughs) Like he would literally make up names. And Carlo you know, changes identity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know why Carlo came to my mind. <laughs> oh my hey, God. I'm Mexican. Don't <laughs> yeah, blame it's me. Like it's because you're Mexican. <laughs> That's
1: exactly it.
0: <laughs> no, but even now, I mean, you know, it's crazy. Like there is no federal database, really, for criminals. You know that communicates across state lines. It is so hard. It is so hard to catch people across state lines other than, you know, technology being able to see a vehicle and their license plate, you know, and like cell phone pings, stuff like that. Yeah. But an actual like database, it's just, is it there? Yes. But it is so hard even today. So back in the seventies, it was just like, not, not a thing. Yeah. Well, and again,
1: depending when in the seventies you're top, I'm, don't want to again don't late want to, 70s well it was it wasn't until 75 i believe that profiling was established
0: well but even then it wasn't even a thing no you know but it, like, that's what i'm
1: saying it takes that's when they first said hey we're right. gonna start gathering serial killers yep. mos they're they're right. um basically we're gonna start in uh studying serial killers and i'm pretty sure that started by ronald reagan in 1975 wow i could totally be fucking this up so yeah but i'm pretty sure that i think you are
0: right (laughs) i think it was in the 70s and it's because there were so many serial killers at that time and so they were like hey we gotta get a hang of this we have people in florida someone in california someone in oregon Someone here, someone there, someone here. Like, are they connected or are they not? Yeah, and even and so, but that being
1: said, even by the night the late 70s, that still so would have been very new. Oh, yeah. Very new.
0: Very, very new. So absolutely. Anyways. So, you know, he uh gets a flight out of Chicago, um, or sorry, to Chicago, right? The morning flight to Chicago, the morning of uh, New Year's Eve. In the meantime, back in good old Glenwood Springs, Colorado they do not know that he is missing until noon on new year's eve so he had seven <laughs> a 17 hour window a- ahead of them
1: jesus
0: to be able to escape
1: again a techno yeah. I, I, in my opinion a technology error lack of oh, technology sure. lack of technology
0: lack of technology and you know, so from Chicago, Bundy ended up traveling by train uh, to Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, here, he stayed there for a couple of days. Um, five days after arriving, you know, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, he stole a car and drove to Atlanta, Georgia, where he then ditched the car and boarded a bus and arrived in Tallahassee, Florida, the morning of January 8th. Okay. So January 8th, 1978, you know, and it's crazy because he literally didn't have any money. So what he would do is he would like steal cars and women would leave their purses in the car or the man yeah. would have their billfold or their wallet, you know, in the glove box and they w- he would steal whatever he could, you know, so that way he had money to board a flight, to board a bus or, you know, to do whatever he needed to do. Get gas, whatever. Yeah. Man, but
1: that's a Crazy. long way to travel. I mean, even if you think of like yeah. Chicago to Florida, that is, that's a long oh, yeah. way when you have nothing.
0: Yeah. And you're yeah. on the run. <laughs> right. And you're on the run. I mean, granted for him at this time, wasn't national news, you know, who he was? It was because of what happened in Utah and what happened in Colorado. But it wasn't really that big of a story until after he commits his murders in Florida. Yeah. Oh. Um, so he ends up renting a place in, uh right near what? Well, could you imagine oh. being a
1: criminal these days and trying to rent oh, a know. place?
0: <laughs> oh, I know. Okay. It's not even like an option. Yeah. Unless you're, like, on the north side or, you know, a rough area where they don't even care. Yeah, where you're like, I'll pay cash. (laughs) Right. And they're like, all right. We won't ask questions. Yeah. So he ends up running kind of like a studio apartment. um, And he uh, rents the room under an alias, Chris Hagen. So, you know, again, he doesn't go by Ted. He's going by Chris. Um, And this place is right at the University of Florida. So Florida State, sorry, Florida State University, um, Tallahassee, Florida. So it's right there at that campus. Um, You know, and at this time, does he look like a college student? No, he looks a little old to be a college student. But then again, he technically was still in school because he was a law student in a way even though he hadn't been you know in a year so he kind of did fit in um fast forward to a week later so he's only in tallahassee florida for a week and it's rumored that he told um i think it said he told Anne rule if i remember correctly mm. or somebody told them that whenever he got to florida he wanted to start over. He didn't want to commit any crimes. He wanted to be a good guy. Didn't want to kill anybody. Literally wanted to, to be an upstanding citizen in the community because he was on the run and he didn't want to get caught again. Okay. So... From January 8th to January 15th, he did that. But on January 15th, literally a week after arriving in Tallahassee, Florida, he broke into Florida State University Tri-Omega Sorority House at 2.45 in the morning. This is very graphic, just FYI. Um, He first went into Margaret Bowman's room. He bludgeoned her to death uh, with a piece of wood, (sighs) so oak firewood. Um, bludgeoned her to death as she slept, and then strangled her with pantyhose. He then went into Lisa Levy's room down the hall. He beat her unconscious. He strangled her, tore off one of her nipples, um, and ended up biting her left butt cheek as he raped her with a can of hairspray.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Ugh. He then went into the next room and attacked Kathy Kleiner, um, again, with the same piece of wood, broke her jaw, ended up, like, uh, dislocating her shoulder, um, then went into Karen Chandler's room, who suffered, you know, beat her, too. She suffered a concussion, a broken jaw. She ended up losing some teeth. Uh, that's how hard he hit these women. Um As Bundy got done with those four and he left, he was leaving the house. Another sorority sister, Nita Neary, saw him walking out of the house.
1: Didn't know who he was.
0: Didn't know what had happened. Because not only her, but 30 other women that lived in this house didn't hear a sound. That is insane.
1: Because yeah, that was because... going to be my first question, is if someone is being bludgeoned to death, you're probably going to hear something. I would a, think. A little bit of a scream. You're definitely going to hear some thumping,
0: but... Well, and even if it's not a scream, wouldn't you think, that, like, a moan or something. something? Some sort of sound from the a human body? The bed squeaking, like, something. Yeah, something. Yeah, nobody heard that's literally scary. anything i think the scariest
1: part of well other than the, the rape and torture and everything and the murder yeah murder is uh the fact that most of the places that he broke into and did this there were multiple people in the house and for me yeah i i always find so much comfort having you know more Nick people or people in the house even yeah. having my dog like i'm like Just something else moving around in my space. Right. So I I think that that takes away so much security from you. It is so
0: terrifying. And this is just like one of those things that he did. Yeah. Mm. It's just crazy. So uh, the detectives say that those four um, attacks took less than 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. He was in that house, attacked all four of those women, did all all of those things, and left within fifteen minutes. Dude, that is a rage. Yeah, that is a a rage.
1: rage. That's like seeing seeing red.
0: Yes. Yep.
1: Oh my god, fourteen. Think about like mm, I can't even do the dishes in fourteen
0: minutes. No. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, he leaves, right? Nita Neary saw him leaving, but didn't know who he was. Just saw a man exit out of the house, okay? Um, literally eight blocks down from this house, Bundy, right? Immediately after, Bundy breaks into the basement apartment of Cheryl Thomas's apartment. He attacks her. He dislocates her shoulder, fractured her skull and jaw, in five different places and she ended up living but she was left with permanent deafness in one ear um, and equilibrium damage which ultimately ended her dance career so she was a dancer but because of this she was no longer a dancer
1: that's so sad
0: yep so police are at the sorority house Then get a 911 call, you know, from this woman's house eight blocks down the road. When they get there, they see uh, not only do they find a semen stain on her bed where he had attacked her, but he left the pantyhose mask that Mm -hmm. he had made and also strangled the first woman with. And it had two male hairs in it. And this will be crucial evidence, you know, that they use against him in the trial against all of these women. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it is said that this short attack on these five women are the most women that he attacked in a solid period of time. Normally, it would be one woman, one woman at a time. So... You know, he would attack one woman, he would end up killing her, um, you know, raping her, whatever, and then he would find somebody else. Or there would be two women, Max, where again, you know, he would have one of them tied up, and the other one he would be raping and beating and letting them watch before he would murder them. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy the amount of rage, like you said, you know, rage yeah. that he saw. And still from, I mean, from what I've read to this day, people don't know why. But again, he profiled these women and it said that he would watch these women and see where they would go, what they would do, who they were. And, you know, he had been peeping, being a peeping Tom since he was a teenager. So he specifically picked out these women to attack.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Just. Yeah.
1: He kind of, I mean, he is prolific. He is famous for, I mean, they literally used him as an example for profiling and everything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and it's crazy how he fits all the marks of like what we think oh, for of sure. a serial killer. Yep. The peeping. Absolutely. The raping, the, I mean, everything, the disguises, the, yep. the MO, how you follow like a certain MO. I mean, just everything.
0: Yeah. Right. Crazy. Um, so February 8th, fast forward, you know, half, I don't know, 20 days later or whatever. Um, He, Ted, ended up driving to Jacksonville, Florida, which is about 150 miles from Tallahassee. He stole a van, um, and he sees a 14-year-old girl uh, in a parking lot. Um, She was the daughter of Jacksonville Police Chief, of the Jacksonville, Florida Police Chief. (laughs) Um, Bundy approached her in the van and said, Richard Burton Fire Department, and shows like a badge. (sighs) And she was kind of confused. Thank God her brother starts walking towards his little sister in the van. And Bundy got spooked and drove off.
1: Thank God, because that would have been.
0: Yeah. Well, less than 60 miles later, he drives away and goes to Lake City, Florida, 60 miles away. Um, Drives to uh, Lake City Junior High. And he sees, you know kids playing in the playground and there was 12 year old kimberly diane leach she was playing on the playground and somehow he was able to lure her over to his van and get her in the van um she was missing for seven weeks before they found her body Mm -hmm. uh they found parts of her body that had been mummified uh 35 miles (sighs) from the city um and she was obviously murdered uh and she had been raped wow um he ended up killing her by slicing her throat so not the typical strangulation Mm -hmm. you know from the prior victims 12 years old this is the youngest other than you know that Anne marie um little girl whenever she was eight years old. Yeah. But this is the youngest confirmed victim of his.
1: This is one thing that this was the case they talked about in the film that I was referen- referencing with a uh, mm-hmm. man. And I forgot to look up his name again. The star um, actor in Lord of the Rings is in mm-hmm. it. Um, anyways, it's on Amazon Prime. You can rent it for like four bucks. But they focus on that. And right. In Bundy's final days, he stresses that you know, the guy, uh, the agent, Agent Hag- Hagmeier, was that his name? Yeah. Was, like, stressing, man, give these families some peace. Give these families yep. some justice. You're going to be murdered right. in less than 24 hours. Give them their peace. Just do it. Um, Just do it. Let yeah. them, let them. But he stressed to this guy, at least in this movie, I don't know if this is factual, that, like, the 12-year-old girl wasn't meant to happen. And he almost made it sound like. he thought she was,
0: he thought she was older than 12 years old. Right. It it said that he thought that she was like 16. Right. So he thought it was okay. Which doesn't make it better, but he was like,
1: that was like a big part of it is like, I didn't do this to children. I didn't do this to children. I'm like, well, whether they're 12 or 14 or 16 or whatever, like a a murder is a murder. Right
0: yeah (laughs)
1: but also these are all children they're all children
0: yeah so anyways children
1: of god i I thought that was (laughs) that was an interesting part of it is how much he didn't want to be labeled as a child murderer
0: oh for sure but he was we're getting caught up in part two Yeah, we are. I might have to get a refill. I have like two sips left. Um, All right. So four days later, he ends up stealing a good old Volkswagen bug, um, his favorite. Yeah. Uh, He drives to the panhandle of Florida, so Pensacola. Uh, Three days later on uh, February 15th, around 1 a.m. in the morning, um, he was stopped by Pensacola police officer David Lee. Um, David Lee stopped him because it fit the vehicle fit the description of a, st- a stolen vehicle in the area. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so <laughs> David Lee went to, you know, he asked Bundy to get out of the car. He was talking to him and asked, you know, told him like, hey, I'm placing you under arrest because this vehicle is stolen. Um Bundy ends up kicking the legs out from underneath the police officer, and the police officer falls. And Bundy starts running. He's like, "Oh yeah, oh I'm getting God. away!" You know, it's like again, some ninja shit. Yeah, right. And Officer Lee uh, fires two warning shots, you know, in the air. And ended up didn't even phase Bundy, but ended up chasing Bundy and tackles him to the ground. The two fought back and forth and then finally Officer Lee was able to cuff him and subdue him and get him in the back of his uh cop car. That's insane. It's insane. So, you know, Officer Lee was going through the van- or sorry, the uh Volkswagen bug. There's so many damn vehicles that he stole, <laughs> but um the no Volkswagen kidding. bug and he sees Two uh, license or two driver's license of two different women. And Bundy had over 20 credit cards of different people that he had stolen. So that's how he was able to, you know, to go to these different places and pay for things and all that. Wow. So... What's crazy is this police officer. This just tells you the lack of technology in that time. Yeah. This police officer has no idea who he just arrested. He's arresting a man for stealing a vehicle. And <laughs> Can you mind. imagine? And they and they're like, dude, this is Ted Bundy.
1: You just booked Ted Bundy, right?
0: Right. <laughs> well, he ends oh up God. learning that whenever he gets to the police station. But in the meantime, while Doc, uh, Officer Lee is transporting Ted. He, Ted told the officer, I wish you would have shot and killed me. I wish Mm. you would have shot and killed me and kept saying this over and over and over again. And then he even asked the officer, if I try to run, will you kill me? And the officer is like, is this guy like on drugs? Like what's going on? Like, why is he asking me to kill him? Yeah. So it wasn't until later when they booked him. Because when they booked him, he wouldn't tell him his name. He said, Chris Hagen. Then he said, John Doe. But he wanted to
1: die so bad.
0: But he wanted to die. But he didn't want them to know who he was. Because he was still out on the run from Colorado. Keep that in mind. And so he was on the FBI most wanted list. You know, Mm -hmm. and didn't want them to know who he was. It wasn't until, like, two days later... um, Where he finally said who he was, he said that he was Ted Bundy, and so the police officer was like, "Holy shit! I just arrested Ted Bundy for stealing a car." (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: right. No kidding. Fast forward to um, June of that year, Uh, he was on. He ended up going on trial uh, for you know the Chi Omega homicides that took place of the sorority girls. Um, More than 250 reporters from all over the world, not just the U.S., showed for this trial. Wow. So Bundy's head became that fucking big. Yeah. And not only did he think he was some sort of celebrity, you know, at this time, but women... Where so many women were obsessed with him. Um, They were obsessed. obsessed. So that
1: was another thing that the movie went into was all of the porn, like the homemade porn that people would, the pornographic images that people would send him. And the agent is like, so... What do you do with those images? Are these girls you're going to get obsessed with? And basically he was like, right. I I use these pornographic images to trade for cigarettes, to trade for right. like amenities and for coffee jail. And, and cigarettes. And he's like, "Well, why do you do that?" And he's like, "Because I know there will always be more tomorrow."
0: Yes. That
1: yeah. live in the movie <laughs> yeah Uh, uh, (laughs) oh sicko sicko i know because there'll always be more tomorrow women don't
0: stop ew gross i know it's so gross it's so gross and you know this is where like you were talking about um where the women would wear blonde wigs Mm -hmm. because they didn't they i mean at this time the women in florida up until he was caught um They were terrified because the women had long dark hair and it was parted down the middle and they were tall and slender. And so they were terrified. And so they would dye their hair blonde or cut their hair short or dye their hair red or wear a wig or whatever to not fit that specific demographic or profile that Bundy was attracted to. Yeah. It's crazy. So sad. Yeah. So, um, you know, during the trial, Over 250 reporters showed up. Uh, Bundy had five court-appointed attorneys, um, you know, that he had on his defense, but he demanded that he be the lead defense attorney for himself and that he handle it all Um, at this time, too. He still had those... Two women, Carol Ann Boone and Elizabeth, caring about him in some sort of way. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth hadn't actually broken up with him until she realized that, number one, he was guilty. And number two, he was cheating on her with Carol Ann Boone. Yeah. Because she didn't find out that he was cheating on her with this Carol woman until, uh, stop it. Until, gosh. You got a little goblin down there or what? Yeah, my dog. Um, She uh didn't find out that Bundy was cheating on her until Carol Ann Boone showed up to the trial as well. So Elizabeth was there with his mom, Louise. Yeah. And Carol Ann Boone was there. And Yikes. so that's when she was like, all right, well, he's kind of a piece of shit. And that's when she realized. <laughs> Yeah, that was the last straw. God forbid he murdered all these people or whatever. Or he was out on the run. Yeah, murdered. Oops. Um, these women, too, not only Carol and Elizabeth, but, you know, the random women all over the world, they believed he was innocent until he finally confessed to all of the murders.
1: Was it true that he confessed within, like, the seven-day period of his execution date? That's how the movie portrayed it.
0: So, um, I would have to reference back to the book and see specifically the day that he confessed, but it was relatively close to it. Um, he confessed to some of the murders back in the late 70s. Okay. Okay. Trying to see, I haven't marked where I'm gonna go through um, all Which, of the different women that he did confess to. Yeah, but it doesn't say the actual. And no spoilers. So spoiler, yeah. if you want to watch the
1: movie, but that was the big yeah. dramatic effect of the movie is the yeah. judge. So he was sentenced to death. The judge he gave was. him seven days, according to the movie. Uh, mm, that's not true. Okay, I was gonna say that's dramatized. Yeah, that that because that's very unusual, usually it's 60, sixty no. thirty, and this was seven, and he was freaking yeah. out, and Agent Hagmire no. was like, dude, you've got seven days. Yeah, get your shit together. He went through all yeah. of these interviews and religious interviews and blah well, blah blah. Well, that did blah. happen,
0: yeah. and we'll talk about that yeah. a little more in depth and some of those things, but it wasn't like Oh, you have seven days? Yeah. It, he he had an execution date, and we'll talk about that, and it kept getting pushed out. Uh, okay. Well, I knew it so. got pushed
1: out. Maybe the final push out was seven days, maybe?
0: Yeah. Mm, I, no. No. Okay. No, I that's know. just dramatized a yeah. little bit. Did it? Um, it made it really okay. good.
1: It made it really good in the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Um. But, you know, the (laughs) amount of women that showed, you know, the support for him and thought that he was truly innocent is unbelievable. I mean, literally all (sighs) over the world. And, you know, this goes to being a charming Sagittarius, Mm. you know, able to charm his way and look innocent and look like a great person when... He's not. And talking a little bit more about being a Sagittarius, he had to be in control of the defense and of his trial. And one of his defense attorneys said, and this is quoted, he sabotaged the entire defense and effort out of spite, distrust, and grandiose delusion. Ted was facing murder charges with a possible death sentence. And all that mattered to him was that he be in charge. He didn't care that he was digging himself in a hole. He didn't care that yeah. he was doing things the wrong way and making it worse for him. He just had to be in charge.
1: And most people who represent themselves do exactly yeah. that. Like they feel right. that way. But all they do is make it worse. Yep. Um, uh, they look like arrogant assholes.
0: Yeah. So and he was yeah. very arrogant.
1: Most, not all. Most.
0: Yes. And you know, he refused deal after deal after deal after deal because he did not want to tell the world that he was guilty and he did not want to tell the world that he did anything wrong at yeah. that time.
1: He also, to go along with that point specifically, and maybe you'll get into it. So sorry if I'm interrupting,
0: but yeah, you keep jumping ahead in the whole story. Sorry.
1: So sorry. <laughs> he
0: despised
1: law enforcement.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that was well, another reason he refused like interviews because he was well, very weary of that.
0: He, okay. He was, and he wasn't because he wanted to be law enforcement in a way. right? Um, It was more of like a jealous type behavior that he had towards them. And he didn't like that he got caught. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's crazy, crazy. Um, anyway, so moving on to a little bit of the trial. Um, during the trial, you know, obviously, uh, what got him convicted of the child mega murders. So, you know, not only did they find, you know, the the uh, pantyhose mask, you know, that he made, and the two hairs and the semen stain. They didn't have DNA testing at that time. So that didn't even matter. Okay, yeah. the hair looks like your hair, but it could also be anyone's. So, yeah, it could be so many different men. It could it could have been one of the girls' boyfriends. Like, it doesn't matter. Could have been the girls. What? Could have been the girls. <laughs> could have been. <laughs> Pantyhose, pubic hair, you know? It could have been. <laughs> Never know. You're right. What got him convicted of the murders was the bite mark on lisa Mm. levy's butt cheek what they ended up doing in trial was for so he was in jail and they went and got um a molding of his teeth so that way they could use that in the trial And they didn't have, you know, dental records or anything like that. They literally just got a molding of his teeth and said, look, it is the exact same bite mark. And there was something to do with the bottom teeth. They were crooked. And you could see that specifically on the bite mark on her butt cheek and on the molding of the teeth.
1: And can you imagine that it had the bite mark had to be that deep,
0: that deep.
1: It's not yeah. just like like a hickey
0: or, no. you know
1: what I mean? Like, it like a playful be, bite mark. It had to be that It was a deep. bite murder.
0: Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that essentially is what found him guilty, you mm-hmm. know, to these Chai Omega murders. Um, so he was sentenced to death for the murders. Uh, six months later, there was a second trial that took place. Um, for the abduction and murder of 12 year old Kimberly Lee. We are so behind this. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> I just realized that. Okay. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. I took two. Ah. Um, Bundy was found guilty. Uh, essentially, there were apparent witnesses that saw him in the van lure her to the van from the school playground. <sighs> yeah. And they had called 911 and said, like, this girl got into this van. We don't know, you know, what happened or whatever. And they described the jacket that he was wearing. Mm -hmm. And when he was arrested, that same jacket was found in that Volkswagen Beetle. And so that tied him to her murder. Yeah. Her murder. So, I mean, we could talk literally all day about the trial, but we would literally have to be here at the trial and the appeal process. Like,
1: yeah, it's so long for a and whole other kept, episode. He kept appealing and appealing and appealing, and yeah.
0: he did. He literally appealed every piece of ev- evidence, any sort of conviction, over and over and over again. I mean, these trials were exhausting. Yeah, literally exhausting. So fast forward to um, one of the trials, Carol Ann Boone was there and uh, Bundy and, and her ended up getting married right in the middle of the trial. Um, he stood up and uh, asked the judge, he said, I believe I have it quoted here. He says, Florida law says that providing a marriage declaration in court in the presence of a judge will constitute a legal marriage. Am I right, judge? And the judge said, Well, yeah, that's Florida law. And so that's when Bundy was like, All right, well, I want to marry Carol Ann Boone. And so legit got married in the middle of and one she of said his yes? trials. And she said yes. This was his girlfriend. At I the didn't time. know this.
1: Yes. Wasn't she and she was part of the like the legal counsel, right? Or am I getting that no, confused with the you're other getting lady? That confused with some okay. Because he was also yeah. having like a allegedly having a secret relationship with another
0: so they it was more of like a flirtatious type yeah. thing. Yeah, she yeah, would bring yeah. him coffee and cigarettes and yeah. get him out of the cell for extra long interviews and stuff yeah. like that. She was part of his legal team. Okay. But this is Carol and Boone. This girl has oh been
1: My god. So
0: Elizabeth, yeah, so Elizabeth and Carol were the yeah, his yeah, girlfriend yeah, at the time yeah. that he got um Arrested and so she, Carol, Elizabeth broke up with him and was like, I'm done. But Carol followed him. Wow, so they end up getting married. Yep, they end up getting married. Um, fast forward just a couple of months, February 10th, 1980. Bundy was sentenced to death by electrocution, so he was found guilty of everything. Um, but then sentenced to death by electrocution and he freaked out. This is when he mm-hmm. starts screaming, I'm not guilty. I didn't do this. You have the wrong guy. Yep. I can't die like this. I'm innocent, blah, blah, blah. They ended up having to carry him out and sedate him um, because he was just in a traumatic state. Um Carol and him are still married, obviously, at this time. And she yeah. would frequently visit. She, her and her daughter, she was a single mother, by the way. Her and her daughter actually moved to Florida because that way she could be close to Ted. Um, she would come and visit him often, it said a couple of times a week. And Ted, being the charming, uh, manipulative man that he is, would uh, somehow sway the guards. To allow Carol Ann in his cell, and so she would go into a cell and they would have sex, and uh, she ended up becoming pregnant. Yep. What? Yep. She ended up becoming pregnant and having a daughter. Gave birth to their child um, on October 24th, which is my mom's birthday. It's weird how my mom's connected to. <laughs> She's a lot of connected these to all of these serial killers. <laughs> I know, it's so weird. But, so, she was born October 24th, 1982. Her, uh, she was named Rose Bundy. Okay, here's my thing. You're in
1: love with someone who's a bad guy. You're like, shit, I fell in love with the wrong guy, whatever.
0: What? But she... In
1: God's name, would you want to reproduce with this person? Because
0: he manipulated her and told her he was innocent he they have the wrong oh, guy the, my. you know he's going to keep appealing and he's going to be out and she believed it she believed it 100% and so he said if i die if i die i want to carry on my legacy with you i want you to have our child and so she did. She had their kid. Her name was Rose Bundy and she is now 39 years old. Yep, 39 years old and she lives in the UK. She's a mother of, I don't know how many kids, but she's a mother. Um, And Carol Ann Boone uh, again, believed Ted was innocent until 1986 when he confessed to killing more than 20 women. And you know, of course, the 12-year-old girl, Kimberly. Yeah. Um, she, again, you know, believed this up until then. So when she found out, you know, obviously that he was going to confess to these murders, um, she was distraught. She was sickened. She's like, I have been lied to this entire time. He told me over and over for years that he was innocent, that all of these are just rumors That, you know, the facts are going to come out, the evidence will come out, and he would be a free man, and they would raise their daughter together. Mm -hmm. Um, She ends up divorcing Ted later that year in 1986, and this is funny, rumor is is that she moved to uh, Oklahoma. So, Where? your neck of the woods. Where? I don't know. Where? It didn't say. I, I thought you were going to say, she... I literally thought you were going to say truth and consequences. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. That, that would be, be funny. so good. No. <laughs> uh, but, no, moved to Oklahoma and changed her name to Abigail Gri- uh, Griffin. She also apparently changed her daughter's name from Rose Bundy to something else. But, um... Yeah, it it doesn't really say. You're, There's speculations, uh, but again,
1: I do not want to victim blame. But what yeah. the fuck? Like, do yeah. not if it. Even if you think your husband is or whatever your lover is a hundred percent innocent, but you're sneaking into jail cells and having yep. intimate intimate moments, and right. like, how about this? How about we wait until the justice justice system does its job. And if you think it's failed, then fight that. I don't know. We just don't need to add a kid into the mix. Oh, I
0: know. I know. That's crazy. uh,
1: Wow. So sad.
0: So sad. So, um, you know, I want to talk about a little bit of the confession. Um, so, So he was found guilty, right? He confessed to murder of... 20-plus women murder. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, of 20-plus women, <clears throat> at this time, you know, before he confesses, he's appealing literally anything that he, you know, has been found guilty of. Yeah. He is also interviewing with many, many reporters. So, yeah. <clears throat> Um many journalists, many retired detectives, um, uh, many uh psychologists, psychiatrists, literally anybody that he can talk to to get out of his jail cell. It has nothing he knows deep down from one second. Say <laughs> so your dog. Yeah, they were wrestling. Well, and also um, wasn't
1: it to to and and again, maybe this is coming from
0: the movie, but to prolong the death penalty. Um towards the end, yes, yeah, it okay. was. Uh towards the end it was he was trying to do whatever he could to not die. Mm-hmm. Um but it was also just um a form of self-gratification because he was getting paid to to take some of these interviews yeah to do these interviews and although like at this time you know he is divorced now you know carol divorced him Mm -hmm. um he still wanted to send money you know to his ex-wife and his daughter right so He was trying to do whatever he can for self-gratification, number one, because he saw that he was kind of famous and people were interested in him. More than famous. And everybody, yeah, more than famous. Everybody wanted to talk to Ted Bundy.
1: Yeah.
0: Also, at this time, Ann Rule released this book in 1980. So, 1980, she released this book and she told him, because they had spoken throughout the whole, um time that he first got arrested back in Utah to whenever he got arrested in Florida. They had spoken and she had told him, by the way, I am going to be writing a book about you, just letting you know. I And initially, it said that she believed in her core that he was guilty, but she thought that everybody jumped to conclusions so the initial time of writing her book that's why she kept coming back and adding additional information so in 86 and 89 and then in the early 2000s because initially when she writes this book it's like okay I'm on Ted's team then she moves forward to when he actually confesses and she's like well wait I'm not on his team like this is wrong and so It's said that she asked him for permission to write a book. And initially he was like, oh, my friend, Anne, of course, perfect. Write a book about me. Tell them, you know, that I'm innocent. You know, tell them all of these things. Yeah. But then he reads the book and it said that he read this like 10 times. And this is over 500 pages, right? It says that he read this over 10 times. And there's letters in here from him that I'll read here in a moment. And he's pissed. And he's like, I cannot believe that my friend would say these things about me and tell all, the, all of these lies. And she came back and basically said, like, Ted, I'm a former police officer. They did the right thing. They went with the evidence. And I truly believe in my core that you are guilty. I'm sorry. You will always be a friend of mine. I will always value our friendship. But you are guilty yeah so it's just crazy but on page um 526 he did end up confessing um this was in uh january 1989 two days before being murdered murdered executed whatever during that was my last. So.
1: I feel like Do I have you. to say that every time. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Got some air in there.
0: Yeah, don't <laughs> inhale it. Drink it. So, um, Ted Bundy confessed to killing in Colorado. Karen Campbell. Julie Cunningham. Cunningham Denise uh, Oliverson. Oliverson. Melanie Cooley. Shelly K. Robertson. uh, In Utah, Melissa Smith, Laura Amy, Nancy Byrd, Nancy Wilcox, and Debbie Kitt. Um, Other victims in Utah that were suspected was Sue Curtis. She was 15 years old. And Debbie Smith, she was 17 years old. In Oregon, he confessed to killing Roberta Kathleen Parks, who was 20. The age range of these women was between 15 and 26 years old um also in Oregon Rita Lorraine Jolly 17 Vicky Lynn Haller and then in Florida he confessed to killing Margaret Bowman Lisa Levy and Kimberly Leach 12 years old wow this is 2 days before he was executed um
1: and those are just ones that that he confessed he to he confessed to... that they knew of yeah, yeah
0: the thing, that they knew of or had an idea of. Yeah. It's also said that he told Anne and other journalists that he killed more than 100 women.
1: Yeah, that's and, one of the things that they covered in the movie with Agent Hagmire.
0: Yep, yep. So And he did end up developing a relationship with him. And, I mean, we could go off in yeah. so many different directions For with sure. the story. For it's sure. insane. Hence why this is almost 600 pages long. <laughs> but it goes into all of that detail and it's just, it's absolutely insane. So um, I want to talk about his mom a little bit at this time because, you know, his mom never really left his side throughout the entire trial. She and her core knew that her Teddy was innocent. Mm -hmm. Um, And she supported her son through everything that she could possibly support him through. She said, quoted, Ted Bundy does not go around killing women and little children. She told the News Tribune this in 1980. After he was convicted of the Florida killings, she then said, and she said this too after, sorry, that prior quote, she said this after he was convicted, but she also continued to say, and I know this too, that our never ending faith in Ted is that he is always innocent. He never wavered and it never will.
1: I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Back up.
0: Please don't use the word innocent. Yeah, she did. What? She said innocent. Yep, and this was in nineteen eighty. So this is prior to him confessing, but you know, still like they have evidence. They know that he was women and children? That was literally
1: literally his MO.
0: Yeah, Ted Bundy does not go around killing women and little children. (laughs) I hate her. Hate her. I know.
1: Hate her. And here's the thing. We've talked about this in previous episodes. You do some bad shit. I'm turning your ass in.
0: So oh, absolutely. Here's one thing. Something like that. If it's, you know, I, shit,
1: I have absolutely had friends. We'll call them friends who have created who not created. Who have committed uh little shoplifting things here and there, whatever. I'm I'm not some tattletale. But you go and murder people and they they can yeah. literally describe your car, your looks, what you wear, and it is verbatim. I am right. turning your ass in. No oh, question. Sure. That is yeah. fucking awful. So for his mom oh, to be like, he didn't murder women and children with long brown hair that's parted down the middle and drive a yellow Volkswagen with aviators. No, 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 no. no. Shut yeah.
0: up. Oh, yeah. Shut yeah. up exactly and you know it's just as crazy because he you know he talks a lot about his mom and he he always says that he loved his mom and he knows that his mom loved him as a mother should love their son but he then says that he never truly felt loved you know by his mom and so for his mom to kind of be like I don't know, in a way, like non-existent, a non-existent parent, but then come back and know that her son is innocent. Like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. You didn't even know him. Well, you here's what the I thing, like, too. I don't want to get too deep, especially I know. after drinking.
1: But here's the thing. At one <laughs> We're going to go point... down rabbit
0: holes. <laughs> oh, fuck. Here we go.
1: At uh, one point <laughs> or another, we've all felt unloved like quote unquote we've all felt unloved we've all been through some sort of bad relationship whether it be our parents or friendships or relationships or whatever it is we've all at one point felt unloved and you know what you do you get help you you grow you get help you see healthy relationships you know you don't do fucking
0: murder people Right, exactly. An you amount. don't murder people. Yeah, you don't murder people. You get help. You talk to somebody. And if you don't talk to somebody, that's shame on you. Because you know what? We yeah. have so many resources available that are unlocked. You know, and that aren't yeah. even thought of, or maybe they are thought of, but people just yeah. like to make fucking excuses. You know
1: those it's help, just sad. Those hotlines that Ted Bundy worked for? Go and yeah, call that one, one of them.
0: Yeah, call one of those <laughs> hotlines and you might get Ted Bundy's daughter. No, just kidding. <laughs> She's in the wow, UK. Wow, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow, God. Yeah. I know, crazy, huh? So he's dead. Crazy. Officially. So he said, Yeah, he's officially dead. So, um, you know, again, Bundy appealed, you know, literally all of his charges numerous times. We could have a whole discussion yeah. on that because it is so interesting. But essentially, the reason why he kept appealing was so he could push out his execution date. Yeah, he was really um, big he... on not
1: dying, which is weird. no.
0: He wanted to die in the prison of natural causes. He did not want the state of Florida to take any gratification in killing him. He wanted to die in prison of natural causes. Yeah. And so, um, needless to say, he fought hard for that to happen, and he kept appealing any little thing that he could possibly appeal it even got up to the Supreme Court. It, it was insane. Stupid. Insane the amount of knowledge and opportunities, you know, that he had. Yeah. Um, so the evening before the execution, um, he talked of suicide. He told that, you know, that detective. He also told um his uh psychologist that he wanted to kill himself. And not because he was depressed, not because he had any mental illness, it was selfish. Again, he didn't want the state of Florida to take his life and to get the satisfaction of watching him die.
1: Yep.
0: Yep. So, obviously, um, you know, he was talked out of that. He was blessed uh, before his death. Um, So, he ended up having a father come and bless him and, um, you know, pray over him and all of that, which... I don't really know if that even did anything to help him, but <laughs> yeah, you Good know, luck. Um, Take that. Good up luck, that. God. <laughs> yeah. If that made him, uh, I don't know. If that made him feel better about dying, then whatever, whatever yeah. helps. Yeah. No kidding. Um, yeah. So the morning of the execution, he talked to his mom twice. Um and the last thing that she said to him was, "You will always be my precious son." Ew. Yeah, I know.
1: I hate it. I hate that. I hate
0: that. I know. Be real. Be
1: real with people. I hate that.
0: Ew. Yeah, I do too. But then again, it's like I I guess if like it's
1: it's it's dying. It's it's dying words. Yeah, it's the last thing you say to someone.
0: I know. I don't know. Mm, Wow. I know. Wow. So, um, hundreds of people also that night before and that morning of had gathered at the Rayford, Florida prison. It's now just the Florida state penitentiary, but, um, they gathered there. It was like a cookout. I mean, the night before they were singing, they were, excuse me, they were dancing, they were chanting, you know, to kill Ted. Um, They wanted to make sure that he was actually going to die because he had been appealing and his execution kept being pushed out. Um, But on January 24th, 1989, at 7.16 a.m. Eastern Time, he was pronounced dead. Um, So he was executed. And at that time, those people that had camped out, again, were dancing and singing. They even shot off fireworks, it's crazy.
1: So if you watch this movie, which again, yep. sorry, interruption. I googled it because it's been driving me crazy. The actor's name is Elijah Wood. Okay. He Elijah is the, the guy from Lord of the Rings. Um, the, yep. the movie on Amazon Prime is called No Man of God. They show yep. live footage. It's a, yep. a mockumentary, but yep. they show lots of footage yep. from the uh, the trials and the riots that happened outside of the jail. So I highly recommend it. I mean, there were people the the signs and the flags and the protests outside of the prison yep. are powerful. Yep. So yep. definitely, it's worth the four dollar watch. I mean, it oh, it was sure. really it was really interesting because it's basically everything that happened within.
0: His, the investigation the investigation the so after he's arrested
1: yep. it's 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 mm-hmm. fascinating
0: yep um I want to read this section from the book it's on page 535 so it's like when he was executed but it says at exactly 7 a.m a door had swung open in the death chamber prison superintendent Tom Barton stepped in escorted by two guards Ted came next his wrists were cuffed Uh, He was quickly strapped into the electric chair. Ted's eyes were said to be empty, perhaps the result of no sleep or larger doses of sedatives. Or perhaps he looked he had no hope or expectation left. He looked through the plexiglass partition at the 12 witnesses who sat on the shiny black and white chairs. Did he recognize all of them? Probably not. Some he'd never known and some he hadn't seen for years. Tallahassee Detective Don Patchen was there and Bomb Deckel, Jerry Blair, State Trooper Ken Robinson, who found all that was left in the Kimberly Leach trial, was there. Ted's flat eyes locked onto Jim Coleman and Reverend Lawrence, and he nodded. Jim, Fred, he said, I'd like you to give my love to my family and friends. Barton would have one more call to make. He called the Governor Martinez from the phone inside of of the death chamber. His expression, unreadable. Barton nodded to the black hooded executioner. Nobody knew who the executioner was, but one witness saw thick, curled lashes fringing from his or her eyes. And we think it was a woman. I watched the television screen in San Francisco. The lights dimmed outside the prison once more and once again and then a blurry figure came out of came out from somewhere in the green building and waved a white handkerchief in in a wide sweeping motion it was the signal ted was dead and it was 716 a.m. yeah fuck isn't that crazy it's
1: it's deep. Can
0: you, it's so deep. Can you imagine like no. just being a friend or a family member or even just a bystander of one of the people that he had killed and he's Singer. finally dead? Like, well, finally dead. and let me
1: tell you this, the movie covers that. And yeah. in my opinion, they, and they envelop all of the emotions of yep. the execution They make you feel like time is running out to get these, to get these confessions, but when it's over, it's over. Yeah. And I highly recommend it. Uh, No God of man. Is that what I said? Yeah. No man of God. No man of God. God. Um, Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's justice as far as you can get justice with as many people as he's,
0: as, yeah, as Absolutely. As, as for all the victims. I think, yeah. And I think, you know, at the end it did speak volume that he said who he murdered, mm-hmm. you know, he confessed and said, this is what happened. And yeah. these are who I killed. And, you know, it, it's also said that he did show some sort of remorse and, you know, we could talk a lot about that too, but, yeah. you know, he has said to say that whenever he, uh, would drink. And most of the time, whenever he would do these things, he was drunk. But yeah. whenever he would drink, a different person would come through, um, which is just crazy. But he did show remorse. But I think it's more of a selfish remorse because oh, he got sure. caught. Yeah. I think he he still would have kept killing. And that's what Ann Rule says in this book, too. She said, if he, let's say, let's say he was not convicted of any of these and they found him not guilty, dozens more women would have ended up dead because he was not remorseful for sure what whatsoever absolutely whatsoever he was so selfish um there's parts in this book too where he's telling Anne, like he says dear ann since you have seen fit to take advantage of our relationship i think it's only fair that you share that you share your great good fortune with my wife carol ann boone Please send her $2,500 or more, and he puts in her address, as soon as possible. Best regards, Ted. He then says on here, too, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing to be gained by trying to sort through a lot of faded memories about what did and did not transpire between us about your book and about your numerous public statements on serial murder. That's water under the bridge. I have other matters to deal with. In all candor, I must say this much to you, Anne, judging me from the statements I have heard and read about you making on uh, serial murder, I suggest you seriously reevaluate the opinions and conclusion you have formed. For whatever reason, you seem to have adopted a number of oversimplified, overgeneralized, and scientifically unsupportable views on the subject. The net result of this is that by... Uh, disseminating such views, no matter how well-intentioned you are, you will only succeed in misleading the people about the true nature of the problem and thereby make them less able to effectively deal with it. I have no animosity toward you. I know you to be an essentially good person. I wish you the best. Take care. Peace. Ted. So, again, (laughs) Wow. He... Right, so that is just telling you he is selfish. He he would have, if he would have not been found guilty, he would have continuously kept killing. Wow. women. He absolutely yep. would have. Yeah, he
1: would have kept killing women. There, there's no so, stopping. There's always escalation when it comes to these, yeah, fetishes, these uh, motives. There, there's. I don't believe for one second there's any stopping. So right. Justice right. Was served in the end.
0: Um, Thank God. Yeah, justice was served, and you know, um, he was rolled out in a white casket, and ended up wanting to be cremated. Um, I read that his body was, or his body, his ashes were scattered in the Cascade Mountains. So in Washington, is because that he the loved Taylor
1: the Mountain or whatever? Yeah, it's the Cascade. Shut yeah. up. Shut
0: yep. up. Yep. I so hate that. Taylor Mountain. Yeah, Taylor Mountain is part of the Cascades, so hate it doesn't it. say. I know it doesn't say for sure where he is scattered, but how fucked up would it be if it's that same mountain range? No, that would be awful. That would would that it? would be terrible. Right. Like, oh, okay. I just murdered all these women here. So I'm gonna I want place I want myself my with them ashes. Yeah, with them no
1: I know no I I didn't know I didn't I didn't know about that a lot of this ending Mm. I didn't know about
0: yeah crazy so uh that is Theodore Robert Bundy uh, aka Ted Bundy
1: wow well horrible transition here but (laughs) we'll thank our sponsors (laughs) our patrons
0: (laughs) (laughs) horrible transition uh okay one thing
1: thing we talked about in part one i'll quickly go through it because what we're gonna do from here on out is if uh an episode has a part one and part two we're gonna release it in the same week so we'll do um two episodes a week this one will be coming out right after thanksgiving into december But we are recording this on Ted Bundy's birthday, November twenty-fourth. Birthday,
0: (laughs) like what? We did not plan that, guys. We were supposed to
1: record yesterday. It just didn't work out. You know,
0: (laughs) he would have been seventy-five today. Crazy, seventy-five. My grandpa is older than that, so he definitely would have been alive. Oh yeah, probably still in prison. And so to think about us recording this story on his crazy. fucking birthday. Yeah. What so in the world?
1: So that just worked out perfectly. But um, mm. anyways, Unreal. just like we'll make it quick since we already set it in part one. But we do have a sponsor for the podcast now. It's Color Up CBD. Their yep. Instagram, which is the best place to go and follow them, is at col- yes. Color Up CBD. Their website is colorupco.com. Yep. Yes. If you use the promo code sinister20, that's all lowercase, you can get 20% off your purchase and that's on all of their products, skincare, everyday CBD products, dog treats and so on. Yep. So holidays are approaching. You should be getting this message somewhere in the beginning of December. So there's plenty of time. Send
0: your friends some time. some nice little skincare. CBD. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. Awesome. So that's it. Yep. And our patrons. Uh, oh yeah. Thank yes. you. Yes. Do you want to name them again? <laughs> okay. or I'll just try. Thank you. Okay. Here patrons. we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go.
1: <laughs> we have Annette. <laughs> I always forget because I did not, once again, I once again did not write them down. Annette, Nick, Valerie, Cheryl, Haley, we have two more.
0: Seth and Adrian. Seth? Or, no, Sean, 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 and Adrian. and Adrian. I was like,
1: "Woo!" Sean and Adrian. Thank you guys yes. so much. Uh You thank should you already so have much. some exclusive content out for you guys, plus your yes. discounts on our website. So go and check that out.
0: Yeah, and let us know what you think. Yeah, you you guys get we to give want us feedback. Your feedback. Yeah, yes, you do.
1: You pay for that, so send us send us all the love or hate, whatever
0: you're feeling. Yeah. Whatever you're feeling. And as always, freaking like, subscribe, download, follow, share. All of it. All of it. Do all of those things.
1: It helps us out so much. Even if you don't care. Even if you don't care, just do it.
0: Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Share it to everybody that you're friends with. Yeah. (laughs) Please.
1: Please. 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 All right. Well, even though it's late. Happy Thanksgiving. Yep. Happy holidays. Yes. We've got some great stuff coming for you in
0: December. We do. We do. Yeah. Okay. Bye, y'all. Stay sinister. woo